0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken
1: an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Yeah. Between the hedges, you fly. fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'm going to do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. Hey. UGA, yeah, the name. Hey. Yeah, the offense going to turn up, but the defense going to win us the game.
0: Here's your host, Corey Burton. Welcome back from Christmas break. It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Joining me, as always, is Israel Troop. Israel, how was your Christmas, man?
1: Man, it was great. Um, Got some very interesting things for Christmas. Got some well-needed things for Christmas and uh, got to see some family members I hadn't seen in a while, so... Uh, it was a great Christmas, to say the least, especially during this time.
0: Well, yeah, mine, mine was good, too, man. Uh, I, I got a Traeger grill, so I'm I'm still trying mm. to learn how to do that. And uh, if you bring your new knife up here, you could probably saw it in half. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was a good tell Christmas.
1: Me when, tell me when to cook out and I'm there.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to try my, uh, my hand at ribs at one point. I'm going to try some brisket at one point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try the smoking feature on it as much as I possibly can because I'm that excited yeah. about it.
1: <laughs> Get it going. I mean those things are nice now.
0: Oh yeah. They're they're uh it's 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 got a learning curve too. So like there's like a there's like a whole process of, of how you do it. Um, but it's all electric, so um, I love it. Yeah. And uh Traeger Grills, if you're listening, man, you guys got a great product. If you want to sponsor the show, by all means. Um and it was uh my wife bought it used off uh, Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those Tito's vodka uh promotional. Uh, grills so that they had uh i guess they had given it to somebody and they had the so it's got a tito's vodka uh plate bolted to it and uh it's a, it's a traeger grill so it's uh it's really nice and uh you know i can't wait to uh I, i'm a big fan of ribs and so I, I can't wait to uh to try my hand at some ribs
1: man get it going i i love ribs myself so whenever you cooking up some let me know
0: absolutely and whenever you uh, kill your next round of uh animals you can bring them up here and we'll <laughs> we'll drop them on the smoker. Are you a are you a dry rub guy or are you like a slathered in sauce type guy? I'm,
1: a, with I'm more of a dry I'm a more of a dry rub kind of guy and let me put my own sauce on it. I
0: okay. don't like
1: them all saucy so your hands get all sticky and stuff. I like the dry uh-huh. rub and then add my sauce uh okay. the way I want it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> it's uh Sauce as needed. And if you got a exactly. good dry rub, and you, don't need you don't need any sauce. Exactly. Uh, if you got a good, moist uh, dry rub, you don't need it. So, uh, well, our show is brought to you by, actually brought to you by betonline.ag. The NBA and college basketball are back. Our dogs, I think, are still undefeated. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner with all these sports going on. There are plenty of bets to lock in on. So if you're thinking of picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA champion or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. Do you think any of those things will happen?
1: I don't know. Um, Lakers are playing good good basketball right now. Um, the basketball season is a little a little in an uproar right now. Um, I mean, Kentucky is oof. They are struggling right now, um, and our dogs mm-hmm. are looking really good. Um, I, I've actually watched a couple of games. I watched the Louisville game, um, and they are playing some really good basketball. And we said this a couple of weeks ago with um, with us having a first round pick uh, this past year. Georgia basketball is going to look pretty good this year, and they are and they are doing a great job so far. So, uh, kudos to Coach Crane and his staff and those boys um, doing everything they need to do to to in order to play, and they're playing really well right now.
0: Absolutely. They're certainly on the rise. So um, I might be looking to put some uh, some futures on to do some things in uh, the SEC tournament or uh, just see how the season uh, unfolds. The Hawks are looking pretty good in the NBA. Uh, They've got a good young nucleus. And so I'm I'm excited. I might actually watch some NBA basketball this season. I I haven't really watched it much uh, lately in the last few years, but I might pick up the NBA again. So
1: I can't. I can't go that far. That's too far for me. I can't watch it. Can't
0: watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, baby steps. I gotta. I gotta dip my toe in. So, um, but I'm. I'm gonna definitely take some NFL playoff bets. Probably. I'm gonna. Uh, play a couple parlays and things like that. Try to try to get myself back on back on track. So from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well that never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again. That's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Israel, We've got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, Georgia. Since we last left you, the Dogs accepted a bid to the Chick fil A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. That game kicks off at 11 a.m. Central Time, which is noon uh, for you guys on the East Coast uh, from the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. Taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Georgia, the, the story of the bowl season this year, as it has been the last. Two, three, four, five years—it's been opt-outs, bowl opt-outs. It's—it's it's starting to become a hot-button issue. Um, I, you know, I think you and I were talking off off-air uh, before we really start previewing the game. We got to figure out who's going to play and who's not going to play. But, um, you know, I—I I think as you and I were talking, I think we both agree that, you know, I would love for these guys to play in this game, but I certainly don't blame them one bit uh for making a a good business decision. I mean Ben Cleveland I think was the latest one to opt out, which I I don't blame him. He's an offensive lineman. He takes a beating on the interior at guard. So why not start getting ready for the NFL where you're probably going to you're you know, you're probably going to make life-changing money. So what what are your thoughts on the opt-outs uh you know as as far as that goes?
1: I, like I said earlier, man, you were talking. It's just—it's the equivalent to somebody walking up to you saying, "I'm about to pay you twenty million dollars to do the same job that you've been doing for the last four years of your life." You know, you're not going to turn that money down. And for right now, these kids have to look out for themselves right now as well. Um, I, I get it. You're, you're like me. You know, we, we want to see these guys go out and. You know, play for Georgia and, and play well in the bowl game. You know, to get a win like at the end of the season. But at the same time, these kids have a future to look forward to. You know, Ben Cleveland, who's had some injury issues, can get these injuries, you know, looked at and cleaned up before he goes to the um, to the All Star game. You know, um, Eric Stokes, a kid whose draft stop might have been low at the beginning of the season, is now projected second, third round pick. You know, maybe even first round. You know, so these guys, when when you're when you opt out and you say you're going to NFL, you're taking a calculated risk. But that risk also comes with you doing your research as well. You know, these kids aren't just going to opt out just because. You know what I mean? These right. kids have gotten their grade back from the NFL. They see where they're projected to go. And they they make the decisions to, to, hey, I'm going to get myself ready for the combine, um, for interviews and things like that to better my, my future going forward. You know, don't get me wrong. they They love playing for Georgia and things like that. But. Every player's goal is to make to the NFL and if they have that chance, by all means, young men, you take you 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 go reach your goal. And I have no problem with them doing that.
0: No, not at all. Not not in the not in the slightest bit. And you know, I I would do the same thing if I were approached about it. And and one of the things that people will say is, Oh, they, you know, they should graduate, get their degree and you know, you're starting to see a lot of these kids, a lot of these players, they're not really kids anymore, but you're starting to see a lot of these players graduate in three years. Uh, because they're on campus 24/ 7. I mean they they're on campus in May Mester, June June uh, June period, July period, so they're taking classes all throughout that time, and so they're on an accelerated track to graduate early. and so a lot of these ki- a lot of these players are graduating in three years, so they've got their degree, a lot of them do, which is which is mm-hmm. a great thing. and you know that, that's all you know they, they come, they get their degree, they represent the university well. By all means, do what you got to do, okay? I have no problems with that. Please represent Please represent Georgia well in the NFL, which a lot of our guys do. So um, some of them don't, but but a lot of our guys do, and and so you you like to see that, and and you like to uh, you, know, you like to root for those guys at the next level. We will be fine. These bowl games. I mean, yes, I would love to beat Cincinnati in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, but if we lose it's not the end of the world cuz it's it's a bowl game, there's no implications on it. It's it's a it's a competition. So, it's going to be a great great chance to see what we have depth-wise. It's going to be a great chance to see, you know, these younger guys down the line, what do they have? What do we don't have? What can we prepare for as we finish the recruiting cycle and go into spring practice. So, that's really all these bowl games are about anyway now uh, if you're not in the college football playoff.
1: Exactly. Most of these games, you know, especially like you said, especially now, are your preseason games. Essentially, you know, it these are the games to where you get a couple of extra practices. You know, let the young guys get in there. You know, get get the competition going, get some practice under the belt, and then the game, and then the game. You know, these guys get a get a few game reps as well. You know, you get to see what they can do and things like that. So, I mean, and and like I alluded to earlier, unless they open this playoff system up to more teams getting in you're going to have opt-outs you know then if you if you have more teams in the playoffs then these ops out these opt-outs that are happening they won't happen
0: you Mm -hmm. know
1: these kids have something to look forward to they look forward to a national championship so um if i'm playing in the 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 dunk bowl and i don't know Denmark somewhere, then I'm not going to play in that, especially if I'm a projected first round pick. That, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to go out here and possibly risk getting hurt and messing up my NFL career to exactly. appease some fans. You know, because, you know, the coaches are like, hey, you it out. It's fine. You know, we understand that. But just to appease the fan base, no, I'm not. No, I'm, you, you don't pay any of my bills
0: at the end of the day no, no exactly <laughs> it, the, you know they 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 gave you what they owe you, and, and and it's you know now now it's time for them to finally look out for themselves a little bit and that, that you know that's kind of selfish to say but then again you know you should be should be and a little especially, bit
1: especially especially in that regard I mean you, you're looking for your future I mean it's like I said they don't the, the fans don't pay any of, of, of your bills so you have to look out for yourself and if that means hey I just sit out one game. I gave you my all throughout the whole entire season through COVID. And that's one thing I can't say. These student athletes at Jordan have done a great job of doing the little things in order for us to even be able to play the whole entire season. So it's taking a toll on everybody getting tested every day, trying to do the right things, eat right, you know, move around, you know, carefully. And now you're going to get mad at them for opting out because they have a future at the next level. No, no, exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you.
0: Yeah, nail, nail meets head. So let's get on to the actual matchup. Uh, the Bearcats coming in um, one of the best resumes of any group of five school um, in the BCS or college playoff history. Uh, they they finished number eight. Very impressive season for for Luke Fickle and, and the crew. Uh, Desmond Ritter was one of the uh, most exciting quarterbacks to watch throughout this whole uh, season uh, for the Bearcats as as they as they. Um, you know they blew out SMU, and they had some several other big games as well um, throughout the throughout the whole course of the uh, the season. What what impact is Desmond Ritter going to have, uh, or or what problems is he going to uh, pose for this Georgia defense?
1: Man, from what I've seen, he is a very very athletic young man. Um, watching him move around the pocket, um, he, he creates things with his legs um, whenever whenever he, there's nobody up and downfield. Um it, it, the way he throws and handles the RPO situation with those receivers and the running back. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really fun to watch. And I think with, uh, with Georgia, as long as we play just assignment football against these guys, I think we'll be fine. Um, it reminds me a little bit of playing, um, what teams I think about, um, uh, Missouri, just a little bit, just the way they do their RPOs. Um, they they have a couple of horses in the stable too out wide. So, um, I think we just play assignment football, you know, do what we're supposed to do. I, I think we'll be fine because Cincinnati is going to come in because they think that they should have been the playoff as well. Um, I think they had a very valid argument um, that they should have been playing, but, you know, it didn't work in their favor. So, you know, they're going to come in hungry. So, we're going to have to match that intensity. Because if we don't, it's going to be a long night on both sides of football.
0: Exactly. And, and I think it's it's got to be one of those things where, you know, I, I think being – over aggressive, maybe will play in our favor. I, I, you know, you look at some of the adjustments that our defense needs to make, that Georgia's defense needs to make with Dan Landing. As um, I think, you know, you're starting to see a trend of the style of defense that is successful against uh, these modern offenses, or these more modern offenses, I should say. And it, it's getting pressure on the mesh point for the RPO, forcing the quarterback to make a decision quicker than he wants to. Um, can always can always give them fits, uh, just being just understanding that, okay, we might give up a few big plays, but we're gonna make a few big plays as well. And I think you're seeing a lot of those defenses, like Alabama's that way. I, I think they they're a team that that thrives on big plays, and they're talented enough in the back end to cover that more times than they don't. Now, do they give up points? Yes. do they give up big plays? Absolutely. Um, but can they cover themselves enough to not get in too big of trouble? um to to create that uh advantageous risk reward uh ratio and i think that's where defenses are, are trending towards or need to trend towards and i think that's what has been the most successful against some of these high powered offenses and sometimes you know you just got to understand that hey we may get in a shootout th- this week and that's okay um as long as we come out on on the on the upper end of that it, it's no problem so I, I think defensively you know the bend don't break can only get you so far.
1: Um, you,
0: you need to get off the field as a defense. And to do that, you have to be aggressive.
1: Exactly. And, and now, the days of the defense being ahead of offenses are, are tending to be over. You know, if you start to look. Um, so the days of rushing forward and getting to the quarterback and sitting back and playing zone, no, that's not working anymore. Um, you're you're going to have to send pressure and things like that and mix up your coverages, mix up your stunts and alignments. Um, on defense, to to cause havoc. The basic thing, you know, for defense is how much how much havoc can you cause, you know, for a quarterback. Is that does that mean hitting them every play? Does that mean stunting? Does that mean whatever you have to do to cause havoc every single play for that quarterback is how you win in football games now because offenses are well advanced. I mean, you look at Alabama. I mean, Steve, you give you if you make Alabama punt that first series, it's guaranteed that they're going to score a touchdown the very next one because Steve Sarkeesian has picked up on what you're doing. You know so our offenses are ahead of the game now, and basically now defenses are trying to catch up every single week you see a defense trying to catch up so i mean if if you if you can't if you can't play and you can't keep up, there's gonna be a lot of points being scored and you're gonna be on a lot of people highlight tapes
0: exactly uh so with the seasonzo out um he he's one of the opt outs does you know. Obviously, that's an increased role for Adam Anderson. He's been somebody that's been trying to prove his worth throughout the course of the season. What better what better chance than now against a talented quarterback like Desmond Ritter and a talented offense like like Cincinnati's? But Adam Anderson, what you know that's going to be a, a key player to watch for Georgia because he's done some good things uh, in in smaller I guess smaller doses or smaller roles. But you know this is his first big shot at becoming a. a you know, a consistent player, a starter, um, and every down guy, what is it going to take for him to be successful? How are we going to measure his success? Things like that. You know, what, what, what needs to happen for Adam Anderson?
1: I think just from, um, what I've seen of him, I love the way that he, um, comes off of football. I, I, I love, I love his speed and things like that. I was kind of wondering why he wasn't playing so much at the beginning of the season or throughout the season. Um, as I've been watching, but you know, obviously, I'm not the coach, so I don't know what's going on in those rings or anything. But I, I think he's a big contributor. Um, you know, his, his motor, the way he comes off the ball. Um, I think just some little things of, you know, learning how to take on blocks and spin off blocks and all that good stuff are some things that he needs to work on in order to be that dominant guy. Because I mean, he has the body frame of Leonard Floyd, and Lorenzo Carter, um, guys like that. You know, who have been really good at that outside linebacker defensive end type. Um, body force in, in the past, so I think if if he just puts his mind to it, you know he's getting extra reps this week, um, and I think he's going to be fine because I I watched him in high school and he he was a dang good player at Rome, so um, just looking forward to seeing him uh, another another young guy another young guy getting in there and making some plays.
0: Yeah, there's going to be plenty of that, and uh, one one guy I'm excited to see back in the lineup. He was actually back at practice. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much uh, run out he gets as uh, Richard LeCount.
1: Uh, I, I saw a picture that he tweeted yesterday. You know, he's going up. You know, full arms fully extended catching the football. So it's great to see him back, um, and you know, fully recovered from uh, from the accident that he had. Uh, thank the Lord that that, that happened. So um, he, he he made an announcement yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, that um, he was going to play in the bowl game. As much as he could, so I'm excited to to see that, and look very very much looking forward to to him being back on the field. Our quarterback of the defense is back,
0: exactly, and and that's got to be, you know, we've talked all season, or actually since Richard LeCount is gone, because that's been the biggest breakdown. But communication has been the biggest key for this Georgia defense, as far as being able to make plays and being in uh, the right coverages or the right position to make plays. Richard LeCount brings that aspect or that element back to the defense that's got to be huge right
1: but yeah that i mean that's huge it's it's one of those things where all right me and your offensive coordinators okay right. you have you have your starting quarterback and you have your backup quarterback if you're if your starter you're, you're moving the you're moving the ball boom 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 your starter goes down now your backup has to come in you know although that backups that backup has had reps and He's going along. He knows the offense. It just doesn't run as smoothly without your starter in the game. And that's what, and that's what it's like on defense for us. Yes, we have guys on the back end that have, doing, have been doing a great job for us, but it's not like having your, your star guy out there, your star guy, your star quarterback, making those plays, making those calls, get you in the right positions. And having him back, even if it's just, you know, in a minimal role, you know, just having him back and having him in uniform in that presence and having him be able to go out there is huge especially against a very hungry Cincinnati football team.
0: No doubt. And uh, this defense also gets a big boost with junior nose tackle, Jordan Davis. He, if I read this correctly, uh, he is coming back for his senior season. Uh, So that'll be literally and figuratively a huge, (laughs) huge addition to this defensive line, a huge boost to this offensive line. So, you know Jordan Davis is going to be a key piece to this whole uh, defensive attack if he can if he can wreak havoc uh, and, and and defeat double teams and things like that that's going to free up some some space for someone like Adam Anderson or you know these linebackers to or these inside linebackers to really do some things and and he's been somebody that's been that piece and he's been able to make plays despite being double teamed triple teamed sometimes but he he's a guy man he he is somebody that I think I, I love that he's coming back. Um and, and I think he can certainly play himself into the first round next year. Um and so I, I'm 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 digging this and I'm I'm thinking Jordan Davis is gonna have a huge game and he still could change his mind because that deadline has not come and passed yet. But um, you know, I, I think it's something that, you know it it's a big deal for this Georgia defense.
1: Exactly, you know, mo- most guys, if they say that they're coming back, which is this part that I love for 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 majority of the, the players that say that they're coming back, they're they're men of their word and they come back. Um, so and when he announced that he was coming back, I was like, thank you, Lord, because you know, being able to get pressure on the quarterback, especially if, on the inside, you know, we can all we got Zizo, Delari, and guys like that coming outside to get pressure on the inside, you know, against those big centers and guard it is it's hard, and when you got a guy coming back um, who has been a force um, up front for us for some years now, and he announces that he's coming back, that's got to be a huge burden off the coach's back. And um, I think he's excited. I think he's going to have a big game for us. I hope he has a big game for us. And looking forward to one more year with him um, for us to, you know, make another run at this national championship.
0: No doubt, and and uh, I think that. I think he's going to headline the 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 cast of 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 players on the defense uh next year and and so I think it's going to be exciting uh, as we make a as we make a push towards the uh, towards the national championship and and that college football playoff title. So uh looking at offensively uh JT Daniels a, a, another chance to uh to shine. I think that not playing Vanderbilt might have been a blessing and a curse all at the same time. It would have been more reps for JT Daniels, but also it allows some of these guys that are beat up to get healthy. And so I'm excited about the weapons we have. I, I think we have a chance to finally, you know, like we have the last couple of games actually against Missouri and um, who was it we played before Missouri, South Carolina, um, South Carolina. just to overwhelm defenses uh, with, with the with the attack that we have and, and how we can hit them now from – uh, multiple spots. You know, you got Pickens going going deep. You've got Kearse Jackson doing his thing. Jermaine Burton can, can hurt you, and this running game can hurt you. And we, I think we finally found true balance um, ever since that Missouri game. And so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this offense can do. I, I think that, you know, we are certainly capable of of putting up 600 yards and 40-something points every, every time we step on the field now. And, and when you have a guy like that, like JT Daniels, that you have confidence in, it's it's a good feeling knowing that now our our defense can go out and play aggressively because now we don't have to worry about is our offense going to score. I, I think our offense ha- it is starting to reach that level. I'm not saying that they're there yet, but they're starting to reach that level where you feel really confident that they're going to score every time they touch the ball, and, and that's got to give your defense a great feeling that they can play aggressively. And it's due to you know us hitting on these freshman receivers um JT Daniels becoming and developing the, the way that he has in this running game always been a, always being able to lean on the strong running game that we've had has helped us go through this transitional period now that we're ready to to explode offensively everything's in place now so I'm excited about this offense I mean I did, did I leave anything out
1: No no you hit it right on the head the only thing that you left out is that I love the way that we are now being aggressive on offense I think um I think Kirby Smart has now given the keys to Coach Mucken and just said, "Here, man, this is your car now. You, you, you go with it." Um, and that showed, and it showed it to me. Um, and in that Missouri game, we had about two minutes left before the before uh halftime, and they ran a, a perfect two-minute drill. Pickens goes down to score. You know, in mm-hmm. a couple of years before that, they just ran the football and
0: a couple of know, games before that. What, what do we? Yeah, <laughs>
1: true. Yeah, that too. And they just, you know, went into halftime. But, no, I think the light bulbs kind of went off uh, for Coach Kirby Smart. And he's like, hey, we got dudes. Let's get these dudes the ball and see what happens. You know, so I I love the aggressive play now. Um, I love the fact that – I love the end game adjustments that we're making. Um, I think that offensive staff is working very well together. Not only are they recruiting great players, but they're working well together. They're they're, they're meshing very well even with the new offensive coordinator. So that just shows the chemistry on that side of the ball is, is really, really good. And to have a good offensive team, you have, that chemistry has to be really good. And I always look, look at Alabama. You know, look at the chemistry between those guys. Look at, look at how unselfish they are. I mean, Mechie completely destroyed the defensive back on that interception, just mm-hmm. completely destroyed him. And that's, that's called being unselfish. Look at how they block on the perimeter. Being unselfish, you know that chemistry's there. They're looking out for one another. And I think that's what Georgia's get to. Um, I'm glad it's, it's hitting right now because it gives you something to look forward to um, as as this next season comes along. So I think we're hitting on all cylinders right now, and I and I just can't wait to see it all come together. You know, and and there be you know ninety two thousand people in the stands. So. That that when it when it all starts clicking, you start getting fans back and tailgating back and all that good stuff. Georgia football is going to be alive and well, and I'm and I'm here for it, and I can't wait to see it.
0: And what's scary, Israel's uh next season we get Marcus Roseme back and we get Dominic Blaylock back. If uh, if Blaylock, I, I've heard there might be a chance that he goes on medical DQ, which I hope doesn't happen for him for his sake because he's such a talented player, and I'd hate to see his career in that way, but. Theoretically, we're, we're getting two dynamic receivers back uh, from injury that uh, Roseme was starting to show out. And then he, you know, he made that huge play and then snapped his leg, which is awful. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, you get those two guys back. And I'm excited to see what these two receivers that are coming in in this signing class can do and can bring to the table. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they bring to the table, but at this point, with uh, with our receiver room looking the way it uh, does, and finally should have, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust Coach Hankton to uh, his evaluation and and what he can do in developing these guys. So, the future's bright. And you know, you you, you said it best, man. There there's great staff chemistry. There's great uh, team chemistry within that side of the ball. Now you're starting to see guys really start to celebrate each other, which. That's it. That's a key to a good offense with great synergy. Is if Kier's Jackson scores, George Pickens is probably celebrating harder than he is, you mm-hmm. know. Or you know, you get somebody like Dialon Edwards uh scoring a touchdown and and everyone's going crazy or James Cook is celebrating uh Zeus scoring a touchdown or you know you you name it any combination of anybody scoring a touchdown, you're getting these guys genuinely excited for each other and rooting for each other. And so that that's a big key, man. If, if you can put your own personal stats aside. You know the the NFL, it really like if you're good enough to play in the NFL, they're gonna find you. It doesn't matter if you put up five hundred yards or fifteen hundred yards, they're gonna find you. You know, Josh Jacobs is 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 the key to that. Josh Jacobs didn't get a ton of run at Alabama. I think he was, I think he was the backup like his entire career. I mean, he mm-hmm. got some carries. Don't get me wrong. And especially his senior year, he probably got more carries than most years. But it, I mean, it doesn't take much. They 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 watch film. They see you play. They see your reps. They they, I mean, they do their proper vetting. So stats, you know, and even from high school to college, I mean, you know, they're gonna watch tape and they're gonna they're gonna see you run around and what you can do. They don't care about stats. They care about athletic ability. They care about grades. They care about – or in the NFL, they care about if you've gotten in trouble, can you run, can mm-hmm. you make? Can you do all the things that's, that's asked of you in the NFL. And if that's yes, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, Cal Trask is going to go on to have a great NFL career. This is – you know, he started one and a half seasons in his entire career, high school included. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't tell you anything – I mean, uh,
1: he's on the cusp of winning the Heisman Trophy and only played one and a half seasons, you know, and like you said, in his whole career. So, I mean, it, it just depends on what you can do, you know, when your number's called. I mean, we I have a lot of coaches come in my office and talk to me, and they'll say, Coach, I saw so-and-so's highlight tape, but let's watch a full game. You know, they want to see what you do without the football in your hands. They want to see – your body language—they want to see all those intangibles that make great players. You know, Kyle Trask could have completely given up, but he didn't, and now he's—he's he's, what top two and winning the Heisman this year. So I mean, that's what coaches are looking for. You know, are you going to compete? You know, or, or are you going to cry and curl up in the corner and just blame everybody else for you not playing? No, you—you you have to show—you have to show that that intense. Just I, I want it. You know, you you have to you have to want it, and people can't want it for you. So, and I, I think that's what Georgia's getting to now, and that's what it shows. You know, those guys are it, it's starting to click for them right now. And, and I mean, after watching uh Rob Brandon Griff last night play, and I think Georgia's future is bright at the quarterback position. Um, so I mean, we, we we've got a lot to look forward to, and I'm excited.
0: No doubt, and you know, you're seeing those guys make the extra block, uh, run their routes extra hard because they know that. JT is gonna get the ball to him uh and he's gonna put it in the right spot. There they're I mean they're, they're there's some catches being made from these receivers and routes being run from these receivers that I haven't seen in three years. And so it's it's been it's been a breath of fresh air. And I, I think Cincinnati's defense has a lot to to contend with there. I mean that's gonna be you know, that's gonna that's gonna be the matchup that makes makes the biggest difference is Georgia's offense versus Cincinnati's defense. I mean, they you know, this is you know, they haven't faced an offense like this. And they haven't faced an offense as explosive as Georgia's. I mean, they, you know, SMU, okay, all right, Tulsa, okay. I mean, you could you, know, you could make a point that they've gotten a little bit of seasoning, but you know, you, you have a def- you have an offense that's extremely talented and that's in a rhythm right now. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough sledding for Cincinnati's defense. They're gonna have to hold on and and hope that they can just keep Georgia's offense off the field. That's gonna be their best bet. Keep Georgia's offense off the field, and they're gonna have to watch. You know, they're gonna have to watch second quarter tape from uh from Missouri. They're gonna have to watch some tape from see what Florida has done against this offense. They're gonna have to watch some tape it just to see how you disrupt this uh disrupt our, our rhythm, which is really tough to do. So um you know, with the bowl games there's always a motivation factor, but You know, listening to Kirby, and I don't know if this is just coach speak or not, but there's been great energy at practice. I think there's a big want to, wanting to play in this game. The guys that are, the guys that are suiting up are excited to play, and you know they're they're not, you know, there's not any indication that there's a lack of motivation to be in to be in this game. I think this is a great showcase for us, a team that, a team that is claimed to be playoff worthy. We're gonna get Mm -hmm. a chance to, you know, this game is gonna be either. Validated on Cincinnati's part or they're going to be brought back to reality um, as far as, hey, you're a group of five team, You ain't ready for the big show yet. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I don't think there's really going to be anything in between. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, Cincinnati's going to either have a really good showing and, and give us a really good game or this might be blowout city. So, and I think yeah. that we're certainly capable. This offense is finally, finally capable of making that second scenario happen. Because normally, like, in the last couple of seasons, like, if you took this offense and put it in the last two Sugar Bowls, they would have been blowouts. Like, Texas would have mm-hmm. been wiped off the map, and Tom Herman probably would have got fired after that game. That Baylor game wouldn't have been as tight as it was. That that Baylor game would have been a freaking blowout. It
1: would have um, been
0: over. It would have been over at halftime. I mean, it, we, we would have we run up 42 points on Baylor. Should have. We had opportunities to. Um, but the, the offense wasn't quite clicking and wasn't quite in rhythm. Now it mm-hmm. is. I'm not gonna. I'm not worried about the pass anymore. The offense is clicking right now, and I'm excited about it.
1: Exactly. I mean, and you got like you said earlier. I know Coach Smart. Coach Smart's not gonna gonna blow smoke up your butt, especially during this time. I mean, you got to understand that Georgia had a game that should have been played, but couldn't be played. So they hadn't played in a while. So if you're not fired up to play the very next game, which is the biggest game. Of, of your career because it's the next game, you know, there's something wrong. You know, everybody's been talking about, all oh, these opt-outs in Georgia. Oh, they're going to get beat by set status. So, you know, you know, and I know Coach Smart, and I know that he's been talking about it left and right at practice. They don't think that you can go out there and win because so-and-so's going to not playing. You know, so all that bulletin board material that you need, you don't need it, you know, because those guys are fired up. They're ready to play this next game. This next game which is going to be televised on national TV. You know, I mean, it's the Chick Fil A Bowl, and they're, they're people love to watch Chick Fil A Bowl. So, it, it, it's a it's a prime time game. Uh, it's just, it's the next game, and you're playing against a very good opponent, an undefeated opponent at that. You know, they they won their conference. You know, they think that they should have been in the playoff. So, you you better bring it, or or, or you're gonna be sitting on the other end of a butt whipping.
0: No doubt, and uh, you better come ready to roll and i think that you know i think finally after that you know that sugar bowl debacle against texas this team is always going to be ready to play so uh that being said the uh it's it's a very exciting slate of games that day uh starting with actually starting with georgia um at at noon and then the the rest of the games that day are i'm looking at the schedule right now where is it i saw it just a minute ago um, Auburn versus Northwestern, um, is another game that's, that's extremely interesting. Um, I, I think Northwestern has as good of a shot as anybody in that one. And then you have your college football playoff games as well. Um, you have the, uh, matchup with Notre Dame and Alabama, and you have your matchup ending the night in the Sugar Bowl, uh, with, uh, with Clemson and Ohio State, a rematch from last year's first round. Um Another interesting point is the Rose Bowl is now being played in Arlington, Texas, which seems weird to me. Um, so let's talk about the playoff for a second. Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? Did they get it partially right, partially wrong? What what do we what do we think about the selections?
1: I think I think they got it right. Um, you know, Texas A and M's body of work um, well, it was was pretty good, but at the end of the day, you got a Notre Dame team who's beaten two. You know, top 15 teams. And, you know, outside of the Clemson game, they have been playing really good football. You know, so I, I think they got it right. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, for those other teams that thought that they deserved a shot, which they do. But I, I think they got it right. And I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, can Brian Kelly get over the hump, you know, against Alabama or just being in the playoffs in general? Because as, as it's been shown, they can't. You know, and I think that's what everybody was so upset about. Notre Dame hasn't won or done anything to try to help themselves, you know. So, why are they in the playoffs again, you know. So, it's going to be interesting. And if that game – I tell you what, if that game ends up like it did against Clemson, they don't have to worry about, what, 30-something points because Alabama's going to put 70 on them.
0: No doubt. (laughs) And and they won't think twice about it Uh, because, I mean – Devonte Smith is one of the most exciting players in in all of college football. I would say that their their grand prize is getting to play Alabama. It didn't matter, I guess, who who got that fourth spot because Alabama, right now, to me is I I don't see a team that can beat them. Maybe Clemson, I don't know. Uh, Ohio State definitely not. Um, but I, you know, what what are your thoughts on Ohio State with given uh, the game they played against Northwestern? and the fact that they only played six games. Do you agree with that? Should Notre Dame have been third, which would have gotten them a rematch with Clemson, or uh, did they get it right with Ohio State?
1: Um, I think they got it right with Ohio State as well. Um, You know, in situations like that, I look at it as, you know, whose fault was it that you couldn't play? And in in Ohio State's case, I think it was only one game um, in which they were uh, the culprit of, of COVID. So. Um, You can't penalize a team, you know, for something that's not their fault, which I understand. And they are one of the best four teams in the nation, no no matter how many games they played or anything like that. So I think if they can get, you know, a couple of their guys back who are on COVID protocol, you know, the Big Ten just just changed another rule that said that you only had to be out for 20, 20 days or 21 days now. So, they might get – Ohio State might get a bunch of their linemen, their defensive guys, and a couple of their coaches back for this playoff game um, this weekend. So, if they do that, then this Clemson-Ohio State game is going to be much like last year um, if they can do that. So, you got two great quarterbacks going against each other again. They're very dynamic offensively um, at the running back and outside at the wide receiver position. So, I mean, it's just going to come up, gun down to who which team can play defense and get a stop, and probably which team gets the ball last um, to end the game.
0: No doubt, and I, I think I think ultimately it's it's not a great, uh, it, it's obviously not a great look to have a team with only six games in there when when the other other teams have played ten, eleven, twelve games. But at the end of the day, it's it's about getting the best four teams, and 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 it was it was a tough decision. There there was going to be there was going to be no easy easy situations as far as uh that this game was concerned, as far as these playoffs were concerned. And if there's ever a case of being able to um expand the playoff field, this is this is uh another feather in that cap. I, I think that you're gonna see between all the opt-outs and uh all the opt outs and the fact that you had two, maybe even three teams that deserved a shot. At being in the playoff, you're going to see them start to look at an expanded playoff, and and I'm all for that. And I, I mean, honestly, Israel, we could talk about this more in depth on another show because we got all off season to talk about uh, basketball and uh, and playoff scenarios. But you know, I would like to see them go full FCS and just go, Ooh. just go twenty four teams, man, uh, and go full FCS style, and uh, and just and let's go and give every, yep. conference, every conference winner uh, an automatic bid. I, then,
1: I, think, I think that's the way to go as well. Um, you know, it, 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 would, it would suck to, you know, we, we won't get to play like the, the games of the world and things like that unless you take a West team and you put in a person of equal or better Um, competition, you know what I mean? So, we're playing Auburn, and we want to take that game out. Then Uh we have to play somebody like a, let's see, like an Ohio State, you know, or um, if Michigan's doing really well, you know, next year, like a Michigan or something like that, you know, kind of balance it out, you know, that looks good on paper, you know what I mean? So, um, I I like the uh, FCS-type deal. You know, if you win your conference, you, you get in. Point blank period, you know, and I think they only play like three, maybe three games, three or four games to get to the championship. So, I mean, it's just no different than, than high school football. You know, you play ten games and then you play five to get to the championship. You know, so um, I think you, you do that and you have – people don't opt out anymore. You know, one, one thing that – one good thing that COVID was, it showed us that the system is somewhat flawed. You know, people are going to opt out because what? what's the point of playing if you're not going to be able to play for a championship? If you show these teams like, hey, if you get in, you win, you're going to have a chance to play for a championship, boom. These kids are going to be like, heck yeah, we want to play. We're ready to roll. These kids are going to be more inclined to do what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? So, exactly. you know, it's, 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 going to be, it's going to be interesting to find out, you know, moving forward what's, how, how they're going to handle it and, you know, things like that because there are at least eight, Teams that deserve to be in the playoff, at least, you know. So, um, it, it's 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 going to be interesting to see moving forward what happens and how everything goes.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if there's any change, any sort of, uh, any sort of anything, really. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited to see that, and I'm excited to see what happens with these playoff games. I, I think, obviously, I haven't seen any of the early lines on them, but uh, Notre Dame has got to be heavy underdogs on that. Let me see if I can see yeah, they, some lines. There
1: were 20-point underdogs last I checked.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. There you go. Let's see. Um, let's see what up what the other ones are. Georgia is seven-point favorites over Cincinnati. Obviously, I would take the dogs in that one. Uh, Auburn is three-point dogs against Northwestern.
1: I uh, like that. Uh, no, no questions Defense is really good. We just saw it a couple
0: weeks ago mmm they can they can do some things uh Bama is now nineteen and a half point favorites. oh,
1: oh they gave him half a point
0: that's, <laughs> that's drop that's dropped significantly. Um, so i wait a second. what well, this is uh this is weird. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State. Clemson is seven point favorites. They've got a line for the Alabama Clemson game. Oh,
1: that's weird! So they already they've already put it up there, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, and then they got one for Ohio State. No, they got one for every scenario in round two that mm. you can bet for. So that's weird, though. Like, what? What if like, what if you bet on Ohio State Notre Dame as part of your parlay and that game doesn't happen? Does it just get scratched? It'd be an interesting oh, question.
1: Um, oh man, that's crazy! Like, what? What if, you know, you don't pass COVID protocol now? Like, you have to forfeit.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> you, you would think, Except but with the,
1: you you can't play that game now.
0: With with playoff games, they'll, they'll wait. They'll push this thing into February if they have to.
1: Oh man,
0: we're gonna have uh, this, we're gonna have the, this the, the longest season possible. <laughs> the, the, the national championship in uh, April. <laughs>
1: You got the draft, you got the draft, and the national championship going on all at one time.
0: Jeez, yeah, that'd be crazy. Draft weekend is the national championship that Monday. You know, some of these guys, Devontae Smith gets picked in the first round and then goes out and wins the national championship two days later. That's going to be crazy. Um, so yeah, that's that's some early lines there. Bet online, I think betonline.ag is going kind of crazy, I guess. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about seeing what uh what the future lies ahead for Georgia. I think there's some exciting uh possible news with uh with transfers. I I think you're looking at um I think you're looking at a uh transfer of Eric Gilbert to uh to Athens. I think that's going to happen. Uh all 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 indications are pointing towards Eric Gilbert being a being a Georgia Bulldog. I've read this morning that Tank Bigsby is looking to transfer. Possibly that's a rumor. It's not happening. Really? He's not. He's not in the portal. But I've heard that he is not happy at Auburn. What What are your thoughts on on possibility of getting Tank Bigsby?
1: Man, if we if we get uh tank, oh boy, it's it, it's going to be like, hmm, which one of you guys I want to put in? And it's like, all right, you go. Like you're literally going to be choosing you know, as you go, as you move forward. But um, I think with with the new coaching change that they just had, um, you know, that might have something to do with it. Um, So, What do you think of the coaching change? I I like it. Um, He he obviously, you know, from reading about him and doing a little bit of research on him, he obviously wants to play better competition, you know, and being in Auburn, that's what you're going to (laughs) do. You're going to play better, some better competition.
0: you're going to get so, every, every bit of that.
1: He, um, you know, he, he was wanting to move conferences anyway, and the school was giving him some pushback, you know. So uh, I, I, think, I think it's a good move. You know, he's been successful, you know, um, at Boise and and, and done, done some really good things for them. So I, 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 think, uh, I think it was a good hire. Um, I think with the Tate Bisbee, I, I think I know what it is. You know, he was injured. I think he injured his hip or something like that, and they wouldn't let him play. You know, obviously, you know, you want to look out for the kids' future moving forward, but if he's cleared to play and he can, you know, if he's dressed out and he can go, you know, let let him run a couple of times. They were just holding him out of games, and I think that that may be some of his uh, frustration right now. So, I think when the new staff gets in and they get to talking to him, I, I think he'll be fine.
0: Um, yeah. Auburn, I, th- I
1: mean, he, yeah. He, is the, he is the guy at Auburn. There's no doubt.
0: No, yeah, there's no doubt at all. And I, I think some of that – you know, I think you're right on that. Some of that stems from just the uh, the previous staff and what they were doing, things like that. So, um, you know, I I'm, I'm hopeful that he is that he is a dog, because uh, that would be that would be insane. But then again, you know, he could very well, you know, Coach, Coach Harson could could get in in touch with him and say, Hey, look, man, I, I don't know if you I don't know if you uh, know my history of running backs in the NFL, but you know Boise State has put some guys in in the league so we we like running backs and tight ends with, with our staff so there, there's something to be said for that so just keep an eye out on that uh, there's a possibility that tank Bigsby could enter uh, enter the draft uh, we we mentioned at the top of the show Georgia basketball being six and0 right now they take on northeastern I think tonight um, and then also Anthony Edwards uh, is getting some rave reviews in the NBA which is something you don't normally see surrounding Georgia basketball. You're normally, well, that's normally non-existent. Um, but they're saying that he's already playing like a vet. Um, he's going to, you know, he's going to be a big star in this league. He's averaging 16 point. Uh, he's averaging 16 points a game. Um, he is. Uh, he's had three straight um, 15 or 16 plus point games uh, to start his NBA career. Uh, they're calling him a one. And he's been a one since day one. So, uh, big shout out to Anthony Edwards. Big shout out to Georgia basketball. Something that is uh, is much needed as far as uh, as far as the other programs at, at UGA are are concerned. So, um, I'm excited uh, for the future of Georgia basketball. I'm excited to discuss that in the in the future of this show. And so, uh, I'm excited about this Peach Bowl. I, I think Georgia's got everything. Um, they're going to have everything they want in this Cincinnati team. Uh, But I think if there's, if there's an offense that can really kind of make some, uh, make some hay, make some, make some headway uh, with an explosive offense. I think this is going to be a perfect chance to showcase on a, on a huge stage, how talented this offense can be with the weapons that we have. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what we bring to the table on Friday morning. Uh, For me, it's Friday morning for you. It's Friday right at noon. So um any any anything you wanna leave us with before uh, before we get rolling. Uh Brock Vandergriff is now I think an official officially a Georgia Bulldog. I think he enrolled today.
1: Yes, he he enrolled today. And um, you know, prayers for him. You know, they mentioned it last night uh, while I was watching the game that he was having a little uh minor knee knee procedure done. Um, so I think they're just gonna just scope his knee, so he'll be ready to go for spring practice. Lawrence willing that we're able to have one. So um, good luck to him and congratulations to him as well. They won the uh, state championship last night, you know, first one for him and, and his father, um, who, who's the head coach of that football team. So congratulations to uh, Prince Avenue um, last night. So I'm lo- looking forward to, to to the to the future of, of Georgia football. You know, we, we've got some great guys coming in. We've got some great guys staying. Um, and looking forward to a great game against a, a very hungry Cincinnati team. Um, you know, I watched them play. Uh, Coach Fickle has done has done a great job of resurrecting that team. Um, they're they're very um, sound on defense. You know, they, they they run to the football. So Georgia's going to have their hands full. Um, but you know what? What wouldn't you want more than a hungry team? And and for us Georgia fans, you know, who hadn't been able to watch our boys play for a while, watch our boys come out and play a very solid football game and come out with a a win against a very, very good Cincinnati football team. So, you know, everybody just hold on. Uh, Just a couple more days now we get to see the dogs play. Um, Let's cheer them on and hope everybody stays safe, Um, moving forward, and have a happy new year. Um, You know, 2020 wasn't what we expected by any means, but, um, you know, we're, we're above ground to get to see the next year. Uh, Lord's Wilson. So everybody, be safe on New Year's and wear your mask.
0: Exactly. Be safe, everyone. That's going to do it for us. Like to thank Bet Online as always uh, for for sponsoring this show. They've been a great sponsor. They've been a great avenue for me to get some some of my much needed uh, blackjack. Uh, in uh, want to thank Israel for a great uh, great first season. We got way more to come though. Um, you know, as twenty twenty one brings us another uh, great year. To, to be alive, hopefully it'll be, you know, as you say every year, hopefully it'll be better than the year before. And uh, the mm-hmm. bar set pretty low, if I'm being honest, uh, for, for 2020. <laughs> so um, surely
1: it can, can
0: only go up. So I just want to implore everyone to be safe. Have a great new year. We will see you in 2021 uh, to discuss the Peach Bowl, to discuss Georgia's upcoming uh, basketball conference slate and uh, much, much more as we continue on with the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network for Israel. I'm Corey. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Have a great new year. And we will see you when we see you. Go, dogs.
1: Go, dogs.